Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, we're George and Jess, and after doing a morning radio show together for over a decade, we found our new home on the George and Jess podcast. We are a married couple exploring the ins and outs of balancing kids, marriage, and careers. So join us for adventures in the kitchen, at home, traveling, and more. Pull up a chair, grab a cup of coffee. It's time to get real about life, love, and the world around us. So it's the third Monday in January, and they say that this is traditionally the most depressing day of the year. It's called Blue Monday. Good morning. (laughs) There you go. I mean... Honestly, I don't feel depressed. I don't like winter. And I understand why they call it Blue Monday. Because, well, here you are. The holidays have passed. I think this is actually because of the push of the earth versus what the sun can offer. This is where we are in Minnesota. The coldest part of the year as well. They actually say the end of January, beginning of February winter starts to turn, the sun gets higher, and we start to warm up. I don't even want to say this because I don't want to jinx it, but it hasn't been that cold. I mean, we've had much, much colder Januaries, and it's only halfway over, so things could definitely turn. But as far as like those below zero Arctic blasts... Well, we had one of those in December. We did, at Christmas time. And I think it makes this month almost seem balmy. Yeah, I just, I haven't felt like it's been terrible from a temperature perspective. We have a lot of snow here. Yeah, I mean, a lot. Which makes it feel like it's never going to melt, but it will. It will. It will, and it it actually should be good, right, for the earth? Yeah, we need moisture. To get that melt. I just hope we don't have another another drought during the summer. Well, I've been watching a lot of documentaries. There you go. Things are concerning. Anyways, they say that because of this time, right, the holidays have passed. There's not a lot of people don't have a lot of things to look forward to. And uh, there's the financial burden of maybe yeah. overspending yeah. during the holidays. The economic outlook is, an, is, is not, not very great. good right now. Uh, the news has not exactly been uplifting as well. But I think... Uh, Finding things to do like we, and, and things to look forward to has all, always helped me uh, work my way through specifically January and February as months. Totally. And all. it doesn't yeah. have to be like I'm taking a 10-day trip to the Caribbean. That no. would be great. Yeah, be great. And if you have yeah. a trip like that planned, enjoy. Yeah. But it could be like Saturday night we went out for dinner with friends. We did, and it was fantastic. Anybody with kids... Young kids can understand that every once in a while it's it's nice to sit down with other adults and have somebody else cook for you and be able to enjoy adult conversation and not have kids run yeah, all over We the had place. a slow meal. We had appetizers. We had entrees. We all had our own dessert. It was amazing. We visited. We laughed. You know, it was like one of those two yeah. and a half hour dinners that just, it was very 
nourishing for the soul. We need just, to do that more often. We do. And it was just um, something small yeah. that, you know, we looked forward to kind of all week. I, the, the wife and I got dressed up, which was right. unnecessary, but fun. Right. And it was just something to look forward to in the middle of the month. So going forward, having those little things on the calendar and they don't have to be big. They could be coffee with a friend. Right. They could be trying a new activity, anything. Literally just give yourself something to look forward to because for me, seasonal depression has always been a real thing. I don't, I mean, I, I'm again, born and raised in Minnesota. Do not like winter. Do not like the cold. I was born in Iowa and I've lived in Wisconsin and Minnesota and Iowa. So oh. like upper Midwest entire life. And I also do not like winter and I do not like the cold, but I do not feel like that despair that I normally feel not m- m- in January. Either. And I, I think part of that is attributed to just a different outlook right. on it. Right. Which helps a lot. I do believe there are a lot of government offices and individual businesses as well. Corporate offices closed today, celebrating Martin Luther King Day. And public schools are closed. Yeah, public schools are closed. So we have one kid out of school and one kid in school. But I know a lot of people use this kind of as a long weekend to get away, maybe somewhere warmer. It is. Yeah, (laughs) seriously. Uh, Speaking of that, that, that's one of, if you can... Book a trip to a warmer climate, nothing combats. It does help. Seasonal depression like that. Even if, if it's not in the, in the months of January and February, if it's in March or even early April, at least it's something on the calendar that you've got your eyes on. I think the anticipation of a trip is almost as good as the trip. Right. Like knowing it's coming. Oh, yeah. I spend an inordinate amount of time planning outfits for a trip. <laughs> You do. I don't know why. I, I mean, it's a hobby. If it's even three days, yeah, you're packing a suitcase like you're going to Europe for a month. Why not? It's unbelievable. Why not? But it, it is nice to have those things to anticipate. You have to. I mean, it's just uh, that, that that's the way you get through, right? I just, I, I again, people always say find something outside to do. You don't have to do that. If you don't like the actual outside element this time of year, Find something inside. We have a, a a fantastic new addition to our community. We have a gigantic pickleball pickleball barn. We have not been there yet. No, I think it would be hilarious to go play pickleball because I've never get, played it before, and my hand eye coordination is tragic. We talked about this a few months ago, but uh, I love tennis. I'm a big yep. tennis fan. I love to play, and they say that most tennis players view pickleball. Kind of with snobbery. Oh, really? Yeah. I, That's funny. The, the owners of the Pickle Barn actually I know. were tennis pros. But they're professionals? I did not know that. Were they? I don't know. You know them. I don't. I mean, yeah. I Maybe that's not the right word. They played in college and then they went on beyond college and kept playing. Well, yeah, I have no idea. So maybe pros not the right word. It's irrelevant, but they were tennis players. Well, they say that pickleball is something the entire family and anybody at any age can pick up on. They've never met Noah and I. Yeah. You, you, <laughs> you, 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 Noah and you have a, 
Well, well, is what it's what you lack, and that's hand-eye coordination. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, I will admit it. And once I finally understood that I just that's an area where I struggle, it made life a little easier. <laughs> but that, that that's an example, just one example. Yes. Whether it be bowling, well, bowlers and and guys that do the darts and the pool and all that stuff. Oh, I'm I'm not into any of those. I'm not either. We bowled for work. Um, right before Christmas and everyone was like, that was so much fun. I love bowling. And I was like, I could play three frames and like, just be done. That's all I need. It's just, I, I don't know. Those types of activities are just not my right. favorite way to pass time. Something that I would put on the calendar, uh, that, that I think is another thing to look forward to. Cause I'd love to go out to eat like we, what we did Saturday night. Yes. But there is a Native American restaurant in twin in the Twin Cities that has uh, hit CNN's like global destinations list. It's that good. It's called Owamni, and it is um, on the shores of the Mississippi in downtown Minneapolis. Right. And the owner has done some different um, dinners and catering. They have a food truck and this is their first restaurant, but um, it's by the sous chef S I O U X literally, which is cool as in the native American tribe. Yes. Uh. He um, was raised on one of the Lakota reservations near the South Dakota border. Um, but I, you brought it up this weekend. Yeah, you had I, seen I saw it on it. the news. It, it made television. <laughs> yeah. And so I looked it up on Instagram, started following it. And then I found out there was a cookbook called The Sous Chef. And I'm like, oh, I bet that's super cool. Go to the library Saturday. Ah, there it is. Right there. On the cook I always I always get a cookbook at the every week at the library. So I brought it home and it's just this beautiful cookbook. And he um, talks a lot about his journey getting into food and how his ancestors ate and how um Awamni does all local foods. I think it's and it, I think it's native stuff. It's all right? indigenous. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So there's no there's not like flour and all of that. It's all things that grew here where we live in this part of the country I, I that the indigenous people ate. I didn't get a chance to completely work through the menu, but it's I think beautiful. I think there's like venison. Yes, duck. Yeah, and everything yep. on there, right? Which, yeah, it's which a beautiful would be fantastic. Menu. Because, again, we've been on this deep dive. We watched a few documentaries this past weekend about the food sourcing in the United States and globally, right? And, man, the more and more you dig into that stuff, look out. My regenerative right? goat farm is looking more and more like a good idea. Well, it's just, it's getting to the point where I think people, again, we, anybody who listens on a regular basis knows that we are following the health and wellness movement that is making its way across the country, right? And being in the middle of the Midwest, it just takes a little longer for things to filter in, but uh, it's a big thing. And uh, it, there, what we have done over the past 100 years to some of the greatest farmland in America is depressing. 
who recommended Kiss the Ground? Did someone recommend that? Yeah, it was, you- it was a, yeah, it, it was a, a an individual I know that owns a restaurant that serves vegan food. Yes. Okay. So we watched the documentary Kiss the Ground um, on Friday night. It's on Netflix. Right. And it's about uh, our soil, and it is wild. Right. If you aren't aware, I will, I have no idea. Like I grew up on a farm, so I'm aware of like modern farming practices, but I had no idea like kind of what was happening well, it was to a, that resource. Yeah. An interesting look at how, you know, modern technology has allowed us to overuse and not let the earth, earth replenish itself. Yeah. That's what it's about. Right. And how they are using, uh, uh, genetically altered, right, modified uh, seeds and and all of these different fertilizers and stuff to actually make things grow rather than letting the earth itself nourish mm-hmm. the plants. I think my favorite part of that documentary was the Oklahoma farmer who was turned on to this regenerative farming is what they call it. Right. And he had this beautiful farm where he was letting things grow naturally and his animals were all grazing and he had like, it was, it was super cool. Yeah. It's, it's going to become a thing again. We've talked about that, but we want to do that this spring and summer in earnest for the first time, have a legit vegetable garden, Yes, grow some stuff. And I want to get my pollinator garden up as well. And we know the people to help get this done. By the way, we're working on some things, it's, but it is going to be, it's going to be cool. I'm super excited about it. And I, I keep think and I keep thinking like, is that helping me get to spring? Because I'm just excited, the anticipation of planting the garden and I know it's not gonna be perfect. Like I do no, not have delusions of grandeur. We, I know it's not gonna be perfect. I talked, I stopped in last week. I saw a friend of ours that works at Drummers. It's a huge garden center here in uh, southern Minnesota where we live, setting the standard for most of that stuff, right? And anyways, somebody that was on the radio with us for years and I had a chat with her and I talked to her about you know the gardening movement and how it's growing and horticulture in gen- general is becoming a, a real interest mm-hmm. for people right because they want to grow their own foods they want to know where it's coming from and it's a great way to uh <laughs> not to sound like a conspiracy theorist or somebody that's believing the apocalypse is around the corner but it's a good it, skill it, to it, have. It, yeah, I would say being able to grow and harvest your own food and game is pretty good skill set to have. Yeah, that could come in handy. Yeah, you never know. If, if society, the way we all know it, breaks down <laughs> to be able to do those things, that, that's some pretty good knowledge right there. Yeah, I'm excited just for the the learning process of it all. I'm excited because nothing tastes better than fresh grown vegetables in your garden in the summer. I love to go to the farmer's market, but can you imagine being able to just go out in your own backyard and harvest fresh tomatoes, lettuce, all of it? I can't wait. Onions and make Radishes, those fresh sandwiches. Funny looking carrots. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, there's some great, I know that a lot of people that are drifting towards more or trying to get uh, as much plant-based protein mm-hmm. as they can. But here's, before people look at me like I have two heads, because specifically when you talk to other men and I tell them, you know what, I love, you know, I like, I like meat, I do. But if you work in enough plant-based protein as well, and 
like for lunch, for example, or maybe for a couple of days a week, try it and just see how you feel. You'll feel really, really good and you'll feel less lethargic. You won't be as tired. You'll notice your energy will be back up. It's oh, it's yeah. a real thing. And the uh, the biggest thing I've noticed physically is less bloating. Yes, 100%. Like my stomach yeah. just feels yeah. better. Yeah, it does. That was one of the reasons, like when I was, when I initially started exercising and, and you know, lifting weights and, and, and getting into the gym and getting on a sincere program, I realized I needed protein, but I, I mean, a lot of it, mm -hmm. right? But there's something about like a big fatty steak you eat that. Granted, you're going to get a lot of protein, but you're also going to want to take a nap. Yeah. And it just slows you down. Because it takes a really long time to digest. Yeah, to break that down. And your and then all you read about how all of your the blood flow in your body, it starts to go to your stomach and it uses, and all mm -hmm. your organs have to so work. So it's not just in your head that you need a nap right. after eating like that. Right. Because it, your body takes a long time to right. digest it. So anyways, you'll, I just, because of an experience I had in the Twin Cities when we were shopping... And I had a uh, vegan stir fry at Crave up at Galleria in Edina, which is a suburb of the Twin Cities. We were shopping for an afternoon, and I thought while I was eating it, I'm like, "Is this going to hang with me?" Because I felt light on my like, yeah. I mean, I was satisfied, but when I got up, I'm like, "I don't feel really full." It carried me through the whole afternoon and into the evening. Never got hungry. Yep. And I was like, "I got to get on." I, there's something. There's something with this, right? Oh, absolutely. So I figured it out, and I was like, "The more I got into it, I'm like, oh wow." And it's it. an experiment. You have to plan a little bit more. Yeah, that's well. That's I because we haven't been taught that way, right? And just like the restaurant experience is different, right? Um, I hope that we get to a point, and I know a lot of urban areas already offer this, but I hope that in our area, which is more rural, that we get to a point where there's more vegan, vegetarian, plant-based well, items on right. rest restaurant menus. Because I know people, friends of mine, that, that that find it difficult to go out and eat in our town because mm -hmm. there's not a lot of options. Yeah. Whereas uh, if you take, you know, we, we are fortunate enough to be a bedroom community to Minneapolis, so we can drive an hour into, you know, the city and have all kinds of great options, but it would be cool if that stuff would work its way out. Yes. Right? More plant-based, more zero-proof cocktails. <laughs> That's going to be my campaign. Yeah. Run for mayors. The mocktails. You'll actually see a lot of restaurants with those with an actual portion of their menu dedicated to that now. I we, did, we did not see it on Saturday night. <laughs> I was like, uh, can you please put my tonic in a pretty glass or what? What right. are we doing here? Right. <laughs> But it, you, you, I have noticed some of the uh, restaurants, like in the Twin Cities, and I think even there's a few downtown here. That, I think so that too. Do have the option? Yeah. yeah, I think so too. I just like a pretty glass. It's it's one of my things. It is. I mean, you, you you ordered a tonic, a lime, and you wanted it in a wine glass. And I'm sure they roll their eyes at me, but I also really don't care. No, I don't think they I'm really like, do. Charge me no. extra if you like. That's I don't. Cool. No, I, I think I don't think they do. I think if you ask for that, it's cool. But. Here's uh, to update people, and I don't know if I mentioned this last week or not, but I tried to cut back way, cut back on my sugar. Yes. I didn't have any sweets, and I really watched my sugar intake last week. And then on Saturday night following dinner, I always, when, when we go out to eat as adults, I always like, yeah, I want to see the dessert menu. Totally. You have to. 
And I did have a dessert, and I couldn't believe how good it was. And then I thought to myself, I'm like, God, I haven't eaten anything all yeah. like this all week. So now it's a legitimate treat, not a not a nightly ritual. And, that makes sense. And I think, I'm not sure, because <laughs> I'm going to continue this to see if it works, but I think it, it helped with some of the muscle soreness and things like that that mm-hmm. I've been dealing with uh, when I work out. Because if you read, you don't want to eat anything, consume anything that feeds inflammation and concentrate on foods that combat it, mm-hmm. right? This is all part of that program. And it makes sense when you think about it. And we probably all eat way more sugar than what we need. Right. Or I don't think, I don't know if we need any sugar, but. I think to a certain, well, it, it, I think, it, it I can think benefit the sugar you. that you need, you can get naturally from sure. like fruits. You don't need a lot of refined stuff. There we go. Right. Um yeah, I am I've always been a sugar fiend, so that that one's a hard one for me. When I well, when I com- stopped consuming alcohol, it became just like a go-to at night. I'd be yeah. like, "Oh, instead instead of ha- instead of having a glass of wine or a beer, I think I'm going to have a snack." Mm-hmm. And that's uh and it became a pretty regular thing for me. And I, I it shouldn't be. I've been trying to just be a little bit more aware. I haven't made any declarations or said like I'm going to stop, but I've been trying to like do I really need three pieces of chocolate every night? Right. You know, like maybe I could just have one or maybe I could not. (laughs) I don't know. We're all a work in progress. You have to treat yourself though. I treat myself plenty. (laughs) I know, but but, you know, when these people, uh, again, there's a lot of people and I know that people are still thinking about this now. Here we are, middle of January, right? Your New Year's goals. Yep. I don't like to use the word resolutions. Goals are still fresh in your mind and I still see people showing up at the gym and getting after it and wanting to make it this year, their year this year, yep. right? So uh, you're only two weeks in. You don't 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 act like oh I blew it. I w- I went out this past weekend and I went to the craft beer expo. By the way, we saw a lot of them stumbling around on Saturday night when, <laughs> yes, we, when we went on when we went to uh, downtown for dinner. But that doesn't mean you have to give up, right? No, every day is a new day. So it's the middle of January, and look at it like this: there's less days in January left than you've already experienced. Oh, what a relief! So. We've made it this far. And I've always believed that once you get to February, you can at least start thinking about spring. You get to March 1st, it's game on. Yes. Right. I'm thinking back to last year and spring didn't spring until about May. So, Well, we're coming up here on the beginning of February, which was a celebratory time for a lot of cultures, unlike the United States where we have Groundhog's Day. And we yeah. and, and, and we leave our, 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 our mindset up to a, a rodent. And, and and if he decides whether there's six more weeks of winter or an early spring, which that, is ridiculous. And that tradition actually does have roots, I believe, in a Celtic or German tradition where they would watch the animals behavior around February 1st. And that would help them predict. Right. Um, but the, the puck. Puxatani Phil Phil is not the guy. No, I... I I don't know how he fell into this, and I don't think he does either, and he doesn't appreciate the attention because he'd rather be hibernating. I got this book at the library about some of the the seasonal celebrations of ancient times, and there's, like, all these beautiful things, and they brought in, like, different earth elements and fire and herbs, and and then it's, like, in America, 
we celebrate Groundhog's Yeah, Day. I know. I know. Like, okay. It's one more reason to, and they, boy, if you've not, literally that town celebrates Puck, just and, Puxatani. And, yeah and it and it happens across the country it's it's for for you want to know why Americans are always looking for a reason for the next celebration yes they yes, just are. are that's what we do oh, that's what we goodness. do we have a good time on that note again we can tell you uh we can direct you to a few of our fine sponsors that will help you combat uh winter depression first and foremost JP Fitness, I'm telling you, if you've not been up there to discuss a plan, you can start now and by summer, you can you can completely change your body composition, certainly lose a lot of weight, and, and you'll do it properly, by the way. It'll be weight that will come off and stay off. You got to do it right, and uh, it starts with proper nutrition and a regular exercise program. And the cool thing about JP Fitness is when you go in for a consultation and get the tour of the gym. Um, they ask you, what right. are your goals? What do you want to accomplish by coming here? And then they kind of put you on a course that will help you achieve those goals. Right. And remember, I've, I've said this for almost a year now, the individual training is the key. That's the game changer. If you've tried all of these different diet programs, you've had a million different mem- uh, gym memberships, all of this stuff, Set down and tell them you want to work with an individual trainer who knows you, knows what you're capable of, what you're not capable of, and the pace that's going to help you get to where you want to be. Right? Absolute game that's changer. That's the game changer. Okay? Just giving you a heads up. And, of course, CBD centers. We talked about this, had a great conversation uh, with Matt last week about some of the new products that are coming up and the evolution of what's happening up at the Capitol and most likely before long recreational use cannabis is going to be a thing here mm-hmm. in, in, in Minnesota, but that was an interesting conversation, but you don't have to have, you don't have to just smoke weed. <laughs> CD, CBD products are a real thing and uh, they have a variety of different benefits, right? Whether it's sleep deprivation, anxiety, all kinds of things. So you have to go out, actually try the products, talk to them and find something that works for you. And it, it, I, there's a lot of people that are convinced they finally found a natural a natural mm-hmm. product that helps them combat a lot of different things. To me, the topical creams uh, that they have at the CBD centers are a game changer for muscle aches yes. or anything like that. If you are starting a new workout program and you're like, ah, everything hurts and I'm dying, uh, head up to the CBD centers and tell them that and yeah. they'll kind of point you in the right direction on uh, which of the topical products are going to be best to re- to relieve your aches and pains. And there's actually things you can ingest as well. So, I, I mean, just go talk to them. I mean, they've got a lot of cool products. And again, we've got a link on our website. You can shop online now. I just go to georgeandjess.com and you'll find the link for the CBD centers. All right, on that note, don't have a Blue Monday because you don't have to. Oh. Here we are. Let's get after it. Let's beat January. Back half of the month. Less than half left. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning.